Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is... Welcome back, long-time listeners, to another Midstream. How's it going, Shades? I'm doing great, Sketch. How are you? I'm doing lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. On this little uh, this little uh, timeout in between travels before our next like destination. Timeout. Timeout, yeah. A recess, if you A will. Recess. What do we have for snacks? Oh, anything you want. The GoCo is well-equipped. You know, I could... Uh... I might actually enjoy a Tricera Hops IPA. Oh, finally. They've been in here for uh, two years. I'm just going to rubbage around uh, in the back of the fridge here and see if... Oh, you know what? I'm just going to close the fridge. That is... Bronx has been in there. Bronx has been in there. That is... Yeah. That is not so good. So, guys, thanks for joining us for for this week's midstream. Last week, uh, you joined us for Galaxy Quest. Never retreat. Never surrender. A fantastic gem from uh, 1999, right? Yes. Oh, what, oh my goodness! What a trip that was. But before it really before was. we we talk about anything we need to talk about with Galaxy Quest, um, we have we have a lot of write-ins. We do. We we have a ton, and uh, they they came out just after we recorded last midstream. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna address them now, but there are. I'm I'm going through the list here. They're all about Stranger Things. Um, yeah, yeah, they're all about Stranger uh, Things. Every single sketch. one of the, Jessica Jones need not apply to this midstream. Uh, yeah. every single one of them has to do with our conversation about Stranger Stranger Things season three. Correct. So, uh, I guess we should just get right into our our LTL mail, right? Yeah, let's do right, this. Let's do this. Uh, our first write-in sketch. No surprises here. Uh, is from nobody from oh, Jakku. Long-time listener. All caps. All caps. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody from Jakku has uh, asked, just wondering if we knew that the character Robin was played by the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. And uh, nobody thought that she did a very credible job for being a case of Hollywood nepotism um i did yeah i did i did uh know that that was ethan hawk and uh uma thurman's daughter Mm -hmm. robin um i I, i've heard this tossed around uh, hollywood nepotism and i mean i don't i don't know I, i i haven't done enough research to know what her audition process was like i do know that stranger things casts primarily primarily through self tapes um, I have watched a lot of those, and uh, I imagine her audition process went similarly. That uh, all of the the actors on the show send in their send in their submissions uh, to the casting office, and then they are they are chosen. So I don't uh, I don't know that this is a case of nepotism. Uh, I would have to do more research on it. Um, well, as you know, and, I, I don't know actors. As yeah, you know. Um, so no, I did not know that about Robin. And um, I also don't give a shit. Like, yeah, I thought she was she great. She was awesome. And uh, yeah, I know Uma Thurman. I am. I I know Ethan Hawke by name only. I can't even think 
of training day. Yeah, I don't know. What is that? Uh, trains? Yeah. yeah I'm, um, I'm Gattaca. Did you ever see Gattaca? No. It's uh, Ethan Hawke and Jude Law. Yeah, no. They trade places. No. It's a trip. It's like face off. Uh, Ethan Hawke was, uh, he was a he was a child actor all grown up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Means nothing to me. Robin was just awesome as Robin. And uh, I was super happy with her. Yeah. Super happy. Best edition of, she was, of, she was great. of the season by far. Oh, yeah. Best. I, I agree. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever see uh, White Fang 2? Nope. Uh, boy, this is. Do you ever see. Uh, nope. Joe the King? Nope. You ever see The Waking Life? Nope. Um, ever see. Robin's in all of these? No, no, no. Ethan yes, Hawk. I, know. I was just joking. No, not familiar with his work. So. Ever see Daybreakers? Nope. Come on, you had to have seen Daybreakers. No. I've not seen Daybreakers. You know, I give I give up. I uh, I give up. I think instead of saying uh, Robin is Ethan Hawke's daughter, we should just start saying Ethan Hawke is Robin's e- father. Robin's is Robin's yeah, father. That, sure. That's what it is to me. Oh, Dead Poet Society. Come on, you've seen Dead Poet Society, right? Nope. No, <sighs> sounds scary. I don't like horror. I I quit. I quit. End of the pod. But uh, that is not the only thing that nobody from Jakku brought up. He no, um, and and uh, he laid out some interesting po- points about uh, about Stranger Things that I had not thought about, but I would agree with, and just t- kind of uh, a justification for why season two kind of uh, f- falls at the bottom of the list for all of us. Um, season two had the had the weakest villains. Yeah, um, and I agree. Nobody lays it out like this. In season one, you have the the exquisite Matthew Modine, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. And his assassin woman sidekick, and then the Demogorgon, which Demogorgon, which is like the jaw, jaw shark, the suspense of that. Um, season three, you have possessed Billy and all of the the flayed and their presence. You also have the newspaper owner and his lackeys, uh, Jake Busey. I mean, we we raved about that. Always love you know, Jake anything Busey. With, Always love some Jake Busey. I mean, really any Busey. The, it's like that that madness just runs in that family. Yeah. Um, the mayor. The mayor. Um, you know, sexism and poverty, as you touched on, what's worse, being poor or being a woman? Yeah. Um, that's that's then, still up you know, to debate. It is. Uh, the, you know, the mayor, the corruption, and then the Russians. And then you have the... The Mind Flayer meat puppet itself, yeah. which was just... I mean, it was just gross. Um, and, and season two doesn't have any human villains. There are no human villains. The biggest human villain is, is Will, but he's he's not, well, yeah, there's Billy, uh, but he's like just introduced and he's exactly. And And his villainy is that he's like a douchebag. And, uh, but the the other thing I was going to say is like, Will kind of fills that, that, uh, character niche because you never know when yes. he's, he's spying for the mind flare. Will the spy, uh, but you know, he's not a true villain because you're always trying to save will. Exactly. You know, so. And I guess the, the, the demagogue, the demodogs were kind of cute and, and kind of an ally in the end. Dart was kind of an ally. Um, or like he was redeemed yeah. and, and didn't eat them, uh, because of the, the three musketeers. And and I guess like the real villainy of the mind flare were the vines, and those in in I would have to agree wholeheartedly with nobody from Jakku. They were just lame. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, nobody made great points. 
great yeah. points. Um, a lot of times well it does come down out. to the villain. And when you when you think of the seasons as villains, it it becomes like so obvious um, that season two is the weakest of the three. Yeah. But uh, hey, season and, uh, four has been greenlit, so we'll have to see what yes, they do it for, has what they do for uh, villains in season four. We will we will break that announcement live in an upcoming episode. Yeah, very upcoming. <laughs> <laughs> Imminently. Well, I got another uh, another listener email here. Uh, speaking oh, of do you? villains, this one's from everybody from Dagobah. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. So n- nobody from Jakku. Yeah, we we just read his. Somebody from Naboo. Correct. No Raidens this and now from somebody. And and now everybody from Dagobah. everybody from Dagobah writing in. Uh, with wait, but now that now that Yoda has mm-hmm. gone to the the Netherworld of the Force, uh, does any sentient life live on Dagobah? I think it's just a it's a fancy way of saying nobody. <laughs> on Dagobah. Yeah, maybe we'll find out in Rise of Skywalker. Ooh, maybe. Maybe uh, they've got some inside information. It's Luke. Luke's living in Yoda's little Hobbit. He hole. might be. He just vanished at the end of hitting Last his, Jedi, hitting his head repeatedly yep. for all eternity. So everybody brings up. See, I love these names because it's nobody brings up. Everybody brings up. Everybody brings up. Somebody chimes some, in. Yeah, somebody always does chime in. They do. Anyway, everybody says when Billy escapes from the mind flare to the phone booth. This is all the way at the beginning. Yes. Uh, and then goes. First episode of season three. Exactly. And then goes to the upside down. He sees a crowd of humans in the shadow and his mirror self. Who are they? When I first saw that, I thought it would be so cool if the upside down was filled with our dark mirror images who desperately wanted to escape and get into our world, like switch places because we have it so much better. That's a great point. That is a great I point. I completely forgot about that scene. Where he he sees all the all the reverse dark copies of, of who you imagine are the, are the citizens yes. of Hawkins, yes, um, or their their dark upside down self. Yeah, and there's and there's no real answer to that in season three, at least. There isn't. I mean, I will attempt an answer sure. in that this is the mind flayer appealing to Billy's sense of of importance and giving him a, a, a grandiose vision that he will fulfill, mm-hmm. giving him a purpose mm-hmm. and to put faces to this this army, this horde that he will lead. Um, I don't I don't think it's it's like a dark mirror version that I saw this scene play out as the the dark Billy is the mind flayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. personifying itself as Billy and Billy has to give faces to the, to the images mm-hmm. there. He has to build the army looking back, but I love it, that idea. I love oh, that. I idea. love, I love everybody's idea. Um, Cause looking back on it, I, I had just forgotten about it, you know, yeah. enough other stuff happens in the, in the season that I, I easily forgot about it. But then looking back on it, I guess I kind of at the time read into it as almost like a premonition of sorts. Sure. Um, I'd agree with that. But then it, it, then it brings up the, the side question of all of those people that the mind flayer eventually takes control of yada, yada, yada. 
the, he melts them at the end and turns them into goop. yes. <laughs> builds a meat puppet. He, be, with he them. builds a meat puppet with them. Um, he did it before Lady Gaga, so yes, there you go. But were Copyright were those infringement? Were those Lady Gaga pieces of him that he shaped into the people that he dragged into the uh, upside down, or were they? mind controlled people from our side that at the end he had the power to just pop them um they were drinking chemicals mm. literally liquefying their insides was that in the yes so all That's of gross. the flayed were drinking toxic chemicals oh the fertilizer the fertilizer uh, like they made they made like mm-hmm. this crazy concoction mm-hmm. that base when the mind flayer basically willed it. Mm-hmm. They they just had turned to jelly because they were drinking yep. toxic yep. chemicals. Yep. Fertilizer and and like antifreeze and God knows what yep. else. Just in large quantities. I remember that now. Okay. And so they were actually the controlled people of Hawkins mm-hmm. that were liquefied and then turned into a meat puppet. Gross. Yes. Oh, absolutely disgusting. And and when like it dissolves and goes through walls and drains. You can see like little be- bits of bone. Oh yeah, no, I, I leftovers. I it was. I recall. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It was gross. It was, yeah, gruesome, gruesome. Yeah, but everybody love your um, idea of the upside down mirror images. It's a great idea. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, that's a that is. I would be one hundred percent on board with if that plays into season four somehow. Yep, yep. I agree. Uh, while we're on uh, Stranger Things, uh, sketch, are we ever going to get off Stranger Things? Probably not. No. Um, we have a write in from longtime listener Mark. And Mark has a response slash uh, question in regards to how big is Hawkins sketch. I believe you. Yeah, that was my that was one of my big the episode, questions. How big is Hawkins? Because mm-hmm. they only have three cops yep. and it just seems to be monstrous. I said. Uh, roughly 10 10 square miles. Mm -hmm. Mark writes in with, Hawkins is a small town, probably less than 10,000 people. The national average of the U.S. is 2.4 police per 1,000 inhabitants, so that suggests it is small. The only contradiction we have seen of this is the existence of the mall. However, we have to remember that the explanation of the mall is that it was funded by Russian money. And... If the Russians didn't build it because they needed a cover for their base, Hawkins would not have a mall. I think in terms of population, the show has been consistent. However, the bigger question is this. Is there an impact of the large federal lab shutting down? That lab had to have been one of the major employers in the area. Seems like if it was suddenly shut down, it would equal an economic devastation. That's a great point. There are two points there, and and I would just have... An observation and a counter question, if you will. Oh boy. Um, observation uh, being about the Russian base, I just love. Didn't pick up on the first time I watched through, but on the on the fourth go round, they've been talking about the Russians since episode one of season one, and M- Maury is going on about a Russian invasion in Hawkins in episode one of season two. So this was always well planned and thought out. And I love that the Russian invasion was happening 
during the events of season two. Mm-hmm. It's like that is great writing and great world building and just great organization. Yeah. That and Murray's onto them as early as season two, episode one. That's great. It's like there are Russians in Hawkins, Jim. What are you doing about it? Like, get lost. But not only are they in Hawkins, they've been building them all like in season two. While that's happening, they're building them all. They're already there. The invasion has already happened. That's great world building. I love it. Me too. And I, and um, I also love big- it too because it's so easy for us in 2019 to, to hear those lines like from Murray and go, oh, so 80s. So 80s, so 80s. with, the, the, with the, the Russians and the conspiracies. But then to find out that it's a no. No, we're going there. We're going in that direction. Oh, yeah. And we're going all in yeah. on it. The, the federal lab shutting down. I mean, I, I feel like personally that my understanding of this world, which I, I feel like is pretty good, that people were shipped in and out of that base um, in the same way that that staff is flown in and out of area 51. Mm-hmm. Like no, nobody who actually works on base in the R and D on area 51 drives onto the base. They're all flown in from an airfield outside of Las Vegas. Well, you seem to know a lot about uh, area 51. Well, I mean, area 51 is like this. Were you, this, were you at the raid? I, I wasn't at the raid. And, and that's, this is like the ridiculousness of area 51. Like um, the existence of area 51, 51 is actually very well documented um, in, in terms of like R&D uh, and and the the goings on there in terms of research and development. Northrop Grumman, um, what's the other uh, aircraft development company? I'm blank, uh, blanking on it. They uh, they created the stealth fighter and the stealth bomber, but I'm I'm blanking on the name stealth. of the company. No, you ever see the movie it begins stealth? with an L, but I'm blank blanking. I could Google it right now, but I'm not going not to. Long time listeners, right in. Um, Lockheed Martin. That's it. Lockheed Martin. Um, it's actually pretty well documented. Like not what actually goes on there, but the way person be, because we're so in, enthralled with what Area 51 is. You know, people have been you know trying to worm their way to the bottom of that mystery for a long time sure. now. Um, so I, I don't look at it as like people living in Hawkins are employed there. Otherwise they would have a much better idea of what that lab was, you know, loose lips sink ships and it's virtually impossible to keep a secret with, I would imagine the hundreds of people that work in and under that building. So then you're depositing that the American government is did to that building, what the Russians were doing under the mall. Yes. Exactly. And we, we get kind of a glimpse of it, maybe not to the same extent because they're not housing thousands of people under Hawkins, but you know, they're, they're housing like dozens, maybe a hundred people, give or take at any given time in that building between military personnel and, and, uh, and research and medical staff. But I I saw it as these are not people that live in Hawkins. Like they're, they're going to that facility and they're, going back to wherever it is they've they've been shipped in from. The only person we ever see in town is uh is the doctor played by Paul Reiser. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean that would be that would be my kind of 
not rebuttal, but my understanding of it. It's not employing people from Hawkins. All right. There you go. And that's it. And uh, Mark, thanks for writing yeah, in. Thanks, Mark. Uh, but I, I would agree. Um, certainly just just the, the tax revenue alone would be a major sap on the town. You know, it's just uh, an infrastructure. They're not buying electricity. They're not buying fuel for vehicles. They're not they're not buying food. They're not stocking concessions. So, I mean, there's that. So not wrong. Uh, I think it's a valid point. And uh, I agree wholeheartedly with the with the size of Hawkins and uh, the number of police officers. It seems to jive. Yeah. Longtime listeners really stepped up on the uh, Stranger Things season three. They really did. I mean, uh, well played. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for writing in, everybody. And that was all the questions and comments I guess we so. got. I guess so. Yeah. So moving on. Moving on. Nothing else to no, see here. There is a plethora of additional emails. <laughs> An onslaught, if you will. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Shades. Now, sketch. Yes. Uh, we got one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five hundred mm-hmm. emails yeah. regarding your comments on the never ending story. Mm-hmm. Um. I went back and listened to the episode. Did As you go back I and listen to the episode? I went back and listened to the episode. Okay. Um, longtime listeners, and I'm look, I'm right here with you. I don't know what Sketch is thinking here when he said that hadn't really seen it. Yeah. Hadn't and, uh, really I'm just, seen I am, it. I am as outraged as our longtime listeners that, uh, that you had never really seen the never-ending story yeah, Sketch. Yeah, I apologize for not uh, controlling my childhood better than I did. But uh, yeah, so I, yeah. Okay. So the gist of many of the emails is that I crapped all over never ending story. Yeah. Um, (laughs) See, like if you see, I was half expecting this when we did our Goonies episode because that's a beloved. And I was all like, Goonies is terrible. That's a beloved childhood classic too. And that is, and we (laughs) go listen to that episode, everybody. But anyway, Uh, yeah, um, if you want to write in with some critical mail, listen to Goonies. So I read uh, the responses, and my immediate response myself was, "Oh shit! I bet what did I say? Oh, oh my <laughs> god!" So I listened back to it, and virtually nothing. What I said was, "I don't have the emotional connection to Never Any Story because I didn't see it as a child. I saw it later in life. It, I was into my twenties when I saw it." Um. I recognize why so many people like it. Uh, I'm sure that if I had seen it as a young child, uh, it would have impacted me more. Uh, There's still that very devastating scene that no matter how old you are, I think you will always be affected by uh, the the darkness. His horse. Isn't that the second movie? Is the horse the second movie? I thought it was the first one. I thought I've only seen the first one. Isn't Jonathan Brandis in the second movie? No. Yeah. Jonathan Brandis is in the second one. That's the one I did not see. Okay. See, because my wife loves both of them. And uh, so we watched the first one together. We just haven't gotten around to the second one. Oh, so you you actually watched the movie. Oh, yeah. I saw it. It was just it was it was well into my 20s. So. Oh, got you. I didn't. you. You know, it wasn't at a developmentally critical part of my life and developing like my personality and who I am. So uh, it was just like any other movie that I was watching. Didn't think it was bad. 
Um, thought it was fine, but uh, that's not enough, I guess, for for some of our longtime listeners. I got to be all gaga, all gaga. Now over. sketch. Mm-hmm. Now sketch. Yeah. Did you know that there is a never-ending story three? No, did not know that. I I also did not I only know, know this. one and two. There is a never-ending story three. Mm-hmm. Um, James uh, Richter. Yeah, the Rick they call him. Uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, but the never-ending story three. He made that escape from Fantasia. He made the scale that they um they measure all earthquakes on, and never-ending story three. <laughs> But uh, we've been uh, we've been tossing around some trilogies that we might oh sure look into. I'm totally down on doing it. I, I'm I'm totally down for doing. I will just story. say like um, the Falcor redesign mm-hmm. for Neverending Story Three yeah. is on par with uh, the turtles in Turtles in Time. Oh, it's it's hidden. It's horrible effects is hidden under samurai armor. Awesome. Yes, exactly. Um, um, whoever did the costuming and effects for three, it is clearly not the same studio. Yeah. And I would be very interested. I would, I would revel in the chance to shit all over this movie. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. We'll take care of them, <laughs> but I'll just, I'll just reiterate my, my, what I said in the episode was it took me out of the, the stranger things moment because I didn't have that, uh, that emotional connection. I didn't have yeah. that, that big geek out that everybody did. And I went back and I rewatched that scene from stranger things because I thought, well, maybe I wasn't fair. Maybe it wasn't as big as I thought it was. Oh no. It's oh. long. Oh, it's, it's, it's bigger than you it's thought it long. was. And like I said, in the episode, they, they pipe in the actual music underneath them. So yep. they are singing against the actual music. And, and to me, it turns it into a music video, uh, like a tribute video. Uh, music videos, big part of the 80s. And, and I'm just trying to think now you've watched Stranger Things much more than I have. Where else in, in the Stranger Things do they do that? Do they pipe they in the music that the, the children are hearing in their heads? Um, Pipe in like ADR wise yeah, so the, we, the, the way that they so did that, that we, specifically the hear it as well. Uh, only only in uh, when Mike is singing uh, to L, but that is in the scene coming over a a like Casio mm-hmm. tape deck. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else in Stranger Things do they ever okay. do that, like break the fourth wall in such yeah. a way. So it just, if you will, I believe what we always say, a rant is something that takes you out of the property. Takes you and out. It took me out. Yeah, sketch. I think. Uh, I mean, personally, I feel like you got a raw deal on those emails. But uh, far be it for me to tell the longtime listeners why why they're wrong. Like you, you clearly, you clearly committed a faux pas and have offended the LTLs. And I hope you learned your lesson. Yeah, the funny thing is, is you're always like, "How are you going to defend it?" And I was like, "I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to defend it because I didn't say anything. <laughs> I, I did it." Yeah, yeah. like. I, I, when I went back and listened to it, and your quote, and your quote was, uh, "Yeah, I just, I just don't really have an emotional connection to it." I was like, huh? That's it. Let's just take but, it from uh, there. But the LTLs wrote in to tell you why you are R O N G wrong. And I mean, I think that says it all right yep. there. So I'll sit on that. I'll really think about what I did. So uh, thank you to our longtime listeners who wrote in and. Uh, 
you know, uh, the tro- you know those trolls who wrote in, you can uh, you can go fuck yourself. Oh boy. Oh boy. Just had to reestablish and balance out our roles on the show sketch. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Yeah, there you go. So I guess that brings us up to Galaxy Quest. Yes. What a fun episode that was. It really was. And a uh, fun movie to rewatch. I I stand by. <laughs> Here I am again defending my controversial opinions. I stand by everything I said in Galaxy Quest. It's fantastic. It's a great movie. Yeah. And uh, a, a couple of a couple of things came up uh, in our in our um, a recording of it. Our recording of mm-hmm. it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy, yeah. Uh, we were trying to figure out where where Tommy wound up, and your point was that young Tommy was Corbin Blue. Yeah. Um. Which you know from the Dr. Pepper spokesperson. Uh, Little Sweet. Little Sweet. Yep. And uh, he is, in fact, Little Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. And um, my point was that um, adult Tommy was on NCIS New Orleans. Oh, that was Daryl Mitchell. Daryl Mitchell. Okay. Uh, I started with that, but then I thought maybe it was a CSI. But yes, Daryl Mitchell played adult Tommy or teenage Tommy, I guess. Daryl Mitchell, who is now on NCIS Los Angeles, he is uh, he is otherwise abled and uses a wheelchair now after a motorcycle accident or, or an auto accident of some kind oh. that left him paralyzed. Jeez. But uh, still, still practicing the craft, still, still bringing the, th- the thunder. I love his character on NCIS. New Orleans. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like a uh, an oracle type character, Ooh. like master mm-hmm. of all tech and media and uh, internet stuff. Very technical terms. Like there. my, do you like my technical yeah. hacker yeah, speak? Way there? over my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine too. Clearly. Uh, but yeah, uh, do you have any any take backsies? Anything to follow up with? No take backsies. Um, I will follow up by saying that it has uh inspired me i guess is the right word to go back in and get back into next generation so i have been uh watching that recently after our foray into galaxy quest and all the talk of picard uh so really been enjoying that and um did you see the latest picard trailer Yeah, it's good, right? Oh, what? Oh, my goodness. Riker. Take my money, please. And thank Troy and Riker or the Rikers, I should say. So, uh, yeah, super happy. Uh, So, yeah, started that up again. And big news, big, big news, Um, because I think I said in Galaxy Quest that I have never seen Alien. That is still true. I have never seen Alien. I I get scared very easily. Also, I haven't seen Dead Poet Society. And um, that all changes next week because they are re-releasing Alien in select theaters for the 40th anniversary. Oh, my goodness. And I am going with my wife, who is a big fan, and some friends. And so I will no longer be able to say I've never seen Alien. Very cool. You enjoy that. So I guess tune into our next midstream to see how scarred Um, I am. 
man. I wonder, like, L- LTLs, are you as jealous as I am that Sketch gets to have the first time he saw aliens yeah. as an adult? Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, you know, if you're, if you are similarly, uh, Youth challenged, youth let's challenged. say. Okay, old. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't like to think of myself as uh-huh. old sketch. Okay. I like to think of myself as aged, aged, yes, vintage, yes, sure, antique, classic. Yep. Ooh, yes, patina. Yes, rustic. Yeah. <laughs> Rotted. Rotted. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Decrepit. Um. Yeah. I just like wow. Like if I get to have my first experience with alien. Now that would be pretty special. Fun, yeah. I'll fill you in. I'll fill you yeah, and all do. our LTLs in on uh, on how I handle. That'd it. be a fun. That'd be a fun Patreon exclusive sketch. Oh, okay, sure. Talk about that. Your first time seeing Alien. So we'll we'll yeah. Tune in soon to our uh, our Patreon exclusive sketches. First time. My personal favorite in the Alien series, Alien Resurrection. Not a controversial statement at Which all. Which number is that? Uh, it's number four. Okay. No, my true, my true personal favorite is Aliens, yeah. the sequel. Okay. That is my my actual I favorite think that's in my the series too. It's, I mean, it's just what is brilliant. It like everybody's. I don't know if it's everybody's, but that's it's kind of like. In a similar vein in Star Wars, people are always like, oh, man, Empire. Okay, I got gotcha. you. It's just like, whoo. It's like the socially accepted best. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Um, should we keep moving on? Sketch? Oh, we got to move on there. It's been a big or, news week. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to do you want to start? No, you you start with some news. I got some heavy okay. hitting news. So, I mean, we've been uh, following the Spider-Man oh. What a tangled web they weave. Oh. See what I did there? You see Our I, did? La- I think last midstream, we talked about how Spider-Man was not in the MCU Correct. anymore. Yeah. Yep. That was two weeks yep. ago. And now, lo and behold, yep. Spider-Man back, back in, the in the MCU for for two movies anyway. They're gonna Spider-Man 3 and an like Avenger-esque MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Won't be called Avengers, but for at least two more movies. Spider-Man back in the MCU and largely because Tom Holland personally appealed to both Disney and Sony to figure this out. Good guy, Tom Holland. They've come to some kind of agreement where they will each kick in uh, production costs and Disney will now get 25% of first uh, day one revenue All right. uh, from the film. Look at Tom. Uh, on the backs of Tom Holland, yeah. uh, this is this goes forward. Um, so they're saying, however, in the last 24 hours, mm, oh boy. Uh, I mean, this this could all fall apart again because an MCU leak. Mm. Quote, Disney plans to buy Spider-Man back from Sony. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's plans allegedly plans for Peter Parker fans quickly realized after the surge of satisfaction and surprise dissipated, uh, you know, this, this deal is not going to suffice. So reports indicate that Peter Parker and Captain Marvel will become the MCU's next Iron Man and Captain America, respectively. Oh 
Most theories presume that Captain Marvel will lead teams to fight intergalactic threats while Peter will be front and center on Earthbound threats. And if Peter is designated to lead or introduce a new League of Avengers into the ever-expanding Marvelverse, he will need more than another Spidey film and a subsequent MCU appearance. If we're going to do this right. So Disney... uh, appears to uh, be unwilling to wait for possible deals involving Sony and Apple, which may come to fruition, may not, but they are planning to buy Spider-Man outright from Sony, and this would keep Tom Holland in the MCU. Uh, rumors are circulating about uh, just you know wildly, um, uh, you know, an, uh, just an outrageous number uh, was dropped in this leak from uh, Geekosity, all things pop culture broke this, and it's it's being wildly reported around the web now uh, with with denials and confirmations across the the geek multiverse of websites mm-hmm. that report on these things. Websites. That Disney is 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 offering five billion dollars for Spider Man. Wow, that is um, stupid amounts of money. That is just a stupid amount of money. Um, we're we're only we're but we're only getting Disney details. Yep. Uh, Sony has not commented. Has you know we're not hearing anything from the Sony side of things in these leaks. These appear to be Disney leaks. Mm. Um, then you wonder how much they are leaks and how much they are calculated. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And uh, we did get uh, that Spider-Man th- Welcome Home 2021. Oh, that's nice. I like that, though. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, I like that. It beats the Spider-Man Homeless that was for a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I liked that. I liked Spider-Man Homeless quite personally. <laughs> or uh, also, the other thing that I really liked I saw is uh, Spider-Man Home Alone. Yep. That's a good one, too. I like that one, too. I mean, the thing I'm going to take away from this is Tom Holland. Just like. I just wish I was a fly on the wall, a fly in that web. Well, I mean, I'm going to say something controversial here, Sketch. I'm kind of bummed that Spider-Man's back in the MCU. Okay. Because, I mean, inevitably, we're going to go through this again. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, they're going to reboot this again. And inevitably, it's just going to over and over and over again. I'm, I'm just kind of bummed. Like, does Disney need to have all of these characters locked up? Does it does it create better movies? Does it create does it lead to better storytelling? Uh, Martin Scorsese re- recently said something kind of controversial about the, the Avengers movies. He said that they're not they're not cinema. Mm-hmm. They're. Uh, their um, their amusement park rides, and I would agree with that to some extent. Sure. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces in these. The scripts aren't incredibly f- fleshed out. You get an idea that there's quite a lot of ad libbing as opposed to a script and story. Um, that that things are just kind of filmed and they figure out how they how they fit later. Certainly, the the last couple of movies have felt very disjointed. Um. So I don't know. I'm I'm not as excited as I thought I would be for this announcement. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I was kind of excited to see what Sony would do with a Tom Holland helmed movie in their universe. Mm-hmm. 
which isn't off the table, no. but uh, at least isn't going to happen for two more movies. Well, I guess the, the part I'm excited about is leaving Spider-Man Far From Home on such a cliffhanger that it did. Um, we'll at least get that, we'll resolution. Get that resolution. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. And it also it, it would um, without at least one more movie to tie things up, it would make. Infinity War and Endgame that much more disappointing to watch. Knowing that, like, yeah. oh, Tony's whole his whole driving force for so much of this was like saving the kid, saving the one kid, and then right. real world killed the kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just have one more piece of news. Sure. Um, Joker came oh, out. Yeah, everyone seems to be losing their shit about it. Um, the United States military just issued a warning. Okay, for Joker. Mm-hmm. The military. Um, yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, the U.S. military's jo- Joker warning. Uh, the military and FBI issues an urgent warning ahead uh, to all troops uh, about uh, incel vi- violence at Joker. The pen- potential for mass shootings at screenings of Warner Brothers Joker film. Okay. Okay. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of blowback on the movie regarding mental illness and bullying and uh, whether or not that this was a responsible movie to make. Um, initially, there was a lot of buzz about it, but there's a lot of uh, negative buzz picking up after the Didn't opening. Didn't it like win at like a film festival, like a respected film sure. festival? Sure. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um I haven't either. I I I'm in no rush to yeah. see it. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I don't know if I will. I'm sure I'll see it at some point. I, I know um, I'll see it, but uh, I'm in no rush. Yeah. Same thing. This might be a wait till it's streaming yep. for me. Um, I did. I did read that it became the largest October opening. Um, beating beating Venom? Venom from last year. Yep. <laughs> Not a hard task to do. Scott. No, but I was always impressed that Venom. Um, I know, right? Did as well did as, as it did. Well as it did I guess. I guess October's a real. Um, yeah, not a lot of movies come out in October. Yeah, real. Well, you know what it is. I think there's so many horror movies that come out in October. Right. Of Halloween. Yep. And, well, it's also the lull between Thanksgiving and the holiday. You know, Christmas. I have Thanksgiving yet though. Hanukkah. What's well, the lull before oh, Thanksgiving? Before, and, and Hanukkah and Christmas. Yeah, no, it's definitely the New Year's. It's, it's the uh, you know your last big opening for the summer is basically Labor Day weekend, and then yeah. starting on Thanksgiving you have all your your basically kids month, movies month yeah. worth of of big. Movies. All the animation tends to come out yep. then. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, it's a Frozen Frozen Two right is Frozen dropping. Frozen Two comes out this November, correct? Yeah, it's gonna be the big one. Sketch, you got any news before we wrap this up? I have news on everything that's going on right now with Blizzard or Activision Blizzard as it is now. And I'm vaguely in the know on this, but uh, I'm sure you'll have a more detailed. I I still follow a lot of Blizzard news. I have recently begun playing World of Warcraft Classic because uh, it was recently my birthday and... uh, friend of mine got yeah. me a month of subscription time so i was happy birthday thank sketch. you i was i've been trying it out and i you know this is telling the 
having a subscription lets you play classic and current retail. Ooh. And I went into retail for maybe 10, 15 minutes just to see like what's going on these days. And that's all I've done. Um, no, thank yeah, you. No, thank you. Still on the retail. But uh, classic is, has been a fun jog down memory lane. But and is that just everything before Cataclysm? Uh, even before that, it's everything before oh. the first expansion. Uh, oh, so wow. The first expansion so, was Burning Crusade. So it's it's so it's like a it's like a legit official mm-hmm. vanilla. It is. It's it's official vanilla and it even has um uh a more sped up but it's it has a release pattern too of like when raids and content comes out um Ooh, so that you're, you cool. can kind of ease into everything um Very yeah cool. it's it's been kind of kind of neat but but that's not the big that news. is not the big news the big news uh is that blizzard is currently facing quite the backlash quite the pr blitz going on at blizzard uh right now because of something that happened as of recording just yesterday uh long-time listeners are probably aware i hope aware that there have been weeks upon weeks of uh, protests going on in Hong well, Kong. Months at yeah, this, at this point. point. Yeah, because when it started during the summer, didn't it? Yes, months of protests now in Hong Kong yes. over the political situation there. And um, uh, Blizzard uh, is is big on the scene. They're they're really uh, pushing for esports, and so yes. uh, recently they just had their big Hearthstone Championship. Uh, the in the uh, the Asian division. And the winner of Hearthstone uh, this past week was a player named Blitzchung. And he, uh, following his big win, his big championship win, went on a a Taiwanese official Blizzard stream. Uh, He happened to be wearing a gas mask and goggles, which, you know, everyone is the symbol of what's happening in Hong Kong. And um, the 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 casters, I guess, uh, like the broadcasters kind of gave him the floor and hid under their desk, kind of showing they knew what was about to happen. And he simply said, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our age. And the stream was immediately cut. And uh, from there. Blizzard has banned Blitz from professional Hearthstone play for a year, stripped him of his win and title and prize money for the championship. Wow. Uh, yeah, they are. Cl- wow. Talk about, you know, there's a, a political statement right exactly. there. Exactly. And and Blizzard, it, you know, I'm not going to get into. I'm going to try to keep as much real world out of this as I can, but. In America. And, and the West, Blizzard's official uh, statement says that he violated competition rules by using the Blizzard platform to make a political statement. But in uh, a more local release uh, in Asia, they uh, posted strong disapproval. They fired the uh, the broadcasting team and they stated, and this is odd, uh, they stated, we shall, as we always have, resolutely uphold our country's honor which is a very strange statement for blizzard to make as an american company uh 
Wow. So obviously, the, the Chinese market is large, uh, but Blizzard is still an American company based in California. Uh, well, and it um, is partially owned, but only 5% by a, um, by a, by a Chinese corporation. Is it based on that statement? What? Is our country's on? Well, like, and, and that's, that's what is that about? Exactly. Um, and you know, a lot of people are reading into this, the writings on the wall. This was obviously other than a knee jerk reaction. It was obviously a completely financial decision. Um, the, the Asian yeah. market is, is huge. Uh, and clearly it's, written by the government in Beijing and handed to them to read if they want to continue to have their product placed on the Chinese internet. Right. I mean, you know, who's to say how it came about, but it's obviously that like, well, if you want your games to still be in our territory, then you better play by our rules. And right. And longtime listeners, if you're confused by the Chinese internet, yeah, China has its own version of the internet. Mm-hmm. It's a closed network that everybody's on and they regulate what gets in. And Blizzard games um, are are censored for for uh, Chinese audiences. Uh, They they take out exactly what they are told to take out and and alter text and alter images. Well, you know, Sketch, you might be okay with this, but I'm not. I am boycotting Blizzard. I'm done. I'm not using their products anymore. Uh, I will not be playing Warcraft. Uh, And, uh, you know, Liberate Hong Kong, the revolution of our there age. You go. And and you're not alone. Lots and lots and lots of people are boycotting Blizzard, uh, including other pros, other pro e-gamers and uh, other casters in, in other countries are just quitting, basically saying that uh, Blizzard is not standing by their values. They are they are operating purely out of uh, economic uh, vision and no longer on any sort of moral or ethical grounds. And my favorite piece of news to come from this is, you know, it's 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 so easy to look at a company like Blizzard and and just think of it as this big entity and forget that there are people that work there. But there are uh, people, employees that work for Blizzard that obviously do not. Uh, support this message that they've kind of made wittingly or non and uh at blizzard headquarters in california there is a giant statue uh from uh, of a very famous uh, warcraft character and on the ground beneath the statue is a compass with eight points and each point uh points to a different core value that the company has always uh said that that they will always adhere to. Uh-oh. And two of them have been I see where this is going. covered up by employees. The two are <gasps> Think Globally and Every oh. Voice Matters. Oh. Have been covered by employees. Devastating. So, um, that is devastating. I think Blizzard has a tremendous, oh. tremendous task ahead of them. Uh, business-wise is what they're going to do. I mean, unfortunately, when you look at it and when you look at like Blizzard stock um, stock prices, they took a tiny hit, a tiny hit. Yeah, but, but, but not, they're like not enough. And so unfortunately, you know, this was a business decision. And when you look at the yeah. numbers, unfortunately, it's like the right decision as effed up as that is. Uh, but the thing is, 
it's not all about business. It's not all about money. So sketch, I mean, like you're going to, that's it. You're done. You're not going to play anymore. Well, yeah, right? I, I mean, on this boy I card, have this right? month, but it's, you know, I've already paid for this month. So, right. But that's, and that's it. Then, well, I mean, we'll see what, if, if Blizzard tries to turn anything around. I mean, selfishly on their end, they have BlizzCon coming up in a month, um, which yeah. is huge for them. And uh, you, Sure, as we hell might going finally to get to host that panel. Yeah, we might actually finally get to host that panel. <laughs> uh, they are and immediately get kicked absolutely out. Absolutely going to have um, some some issues, some Damage some, control. some real yeah. life issues on their hand at BlizzCon. And uh, I'll be I'll be paying very close attention to this. So uh, you know, yeah. as it proceeds, I'll, I'll fill in our longtime listeners as well. Yeah, please keep us updated. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where like legit politicians have been weighing in on it. Like this is bleeding well, out mean, of think, the geek world into, yeah. into the world at large. Based on Blizzard's statement, I think that's a legitimate response. Yeah. yeah. But uh especially because oh, you should not be having <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll leave it at that. I think yeah, this, I think uh, this episode's getting a little long in the tooth. No. They have a good enough head on their shoulders. We hope. Except when it comes to the never-ending story. Guys, seriously. What? It's wonderful. It shaped my <sighs> childhood, guys. It shaped my childhood. So I guess that brings us to Sketch. next week's episode. Where are we going next BlizzCon. week? <laughs> Just kidding. Guys, um, we are... Happy to announce that uh, we, your geeking out hosts, took in the premiere of the U.S. The US yes, the U.S. premiere. We didn't. We were not invited to Japan for this one, unfortunately. Maybe we maybe were not for the next one. But Studio Trigger, which is a very prominent anime uh, animation studio in Japan, came out with their first feature-length film uh, and released it in America in September. Shades and I were at it, and next week we are talking all about Promare. Promare. Yes. So, uh, guys, little spoiler alert. So much flipping fun. You know what? Two really fun episodes in a row. I yeah. mean, and then, spoilers for the future. We, we're on a fun streak right now. This <laughs> We're yeah, on a bit of a fun streak. Uh, so, yeah, we're, so we're uh, going to be talking Promare next week, and we're also going to be talking about Studio uh, Trigger as well. Studio Trigger. Um, if you're not familiar with animation studios, but if you're familiar with any anime at all, chances are you've seen uh, Sketch, something we've I can. About. I am having trouble containing my manliness. Mm, mm. Are you? Yeah, the, uh, my, the soul of a, of a firefighter is burning bright within me. <laughs> That's how I always think mm -hmm. of you. Yep. Just, uh, yep. yeah. So, guys, next week, perfect. Pro Mare, another anime episode. Pro -Mare. It's been a while, uh, but this is this was a good one. We had to do it. It's a big one. We did, and I'm glad. I we am did. so glad we did too. Glad we caught it in theaters. And uh, yeah. So I guess, guys, so, uh, big yeah. big midstream. Ooh, what a big midstream! This one's gonna have a hard Working time hard getting through you. the stream. Um, it is, but you know. Big news items this week. Apparently, I had to defend my never-ending story, history, and some great observations on Stranger Things season three. So, I mean, what a yeah. what a what a great 
What a chock full midstream. And proof positive that we do, in fact, read and respond to our yeah, mail. We absolutely do. Even when you insult keep me. Those, keep those thoughts coming, yeah. guys. Thanks so much for writing in, and we will see, see you, you next time. Next time. Thank <laughs> you.